Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 54 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Welcome, friends. My name is Chris. Chris, what's going on? Not too much. You know, um, we happen to be uh, recording this on uh, the opening Sunday of the NFL football season. That's right. The Eagles, last time I checked, uh, they were up 7-0. Yes, that is uh, the last time I checked as well. And uh, my uh, New York Giants play tonight, eight thirty prime time Sunday yeah. night football against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, it's now now it's thirteen to seven Eagles. Okay. I, when I saw it, they uh, had a fumble, and the Redskins recovered it, but then the Redskins went three it out. So I, I guess that sounds about it, right. It, yeah. Then the Eagles, I guess, just got a touchdown, and Redskins got a touchdown. Hey, good luck to you this season. I hope the Eagles do well. Wow. Thanks. I hope the Giants all die. Oh, that's, no, that's I'm just really kidding. Nice not not die. That's too harsh. That, that was really harsh. I hope they all just get season-ending injuries. Like, no, uh, no, I'm sorry. That's mean, too. I just hope they lose. You're going to have no one to play against, then. <laughs> There's, like, a lot of other teams. There really are. The, uh, did you see that the um, Buccaneers were supposed to play Miami? Yes. Today? Yes, they I ended did. Up canceling, it they is, ended it up has been that game. postponed. Yes, it has been postponed. So uh, what's new? Anything uh, new and exciting? New and exciting, new and exciting. I have a new mattress. Oh yeah, you were telling me, nice and comfy, right? So Came far, in the mail. I've only That's slept good. on it two nights and two nights, but so far, so good. Good night's sleeps. Was it was it difficult adjusting to a new uh, mattress there? Yes, it actually was a difficult. It's uh, interesting you ask. I hear you take up a lot of space. I don't know who told you that. I take up a normal amount of space. I don't know. I, I saw an image of you once, and you were like spread out, what? like what, like like Da Vinci's like. You know that one picture of Da Vinci's uh, drawing man, and his arms are all spread out. I think it's called the Pentecost Man or something. Uh, oh, the Vitruvian Man. The Vitruvian Man. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I was just that. really caught up on your wording because you said it sounded like you said you saw a picture of me spread out in bed, and I was like, "There's no way Steve just said that, right?" No, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's what. I, yeah, we're gonna have to talk later about this. <laughs> we will. We will. That's fine. Well, that's good. Awesome new mattress. Always new and exciting. Steve, what's new with you other than uh, creeping on people while they're sleeping? <laughs> I uh, I started watching a new show. I started watching Westworld on HBO. Uh, really, really enjoying it. I think it's really good. Uh, and the other day, I saw a Domino's Pizza commercial, and it reminded me of another Domino's Pizza commercial that I used to be obsessed with. It was like from like eight years ago. So I spent like an hour researching it, and I finally found it. And it is the funniest Domino's Pizza commercial I've ever seen. I think I showed it to you, correct? Did you with, show uh, me? With the guy. Remember the guy in the cheesy bread? He's really awkward. Oh, yeah. It, it was pretty funny, but funniest I, ever. I, I, don't, I don't. It's so funny. This, this guy's face. It's only like half a second. It's. I'm going to have to put a link in the show notes. No, that, it is, his, his acting, if you want to yeah, call it that, acting. in the commercial was pretty funny. Yeah. His name's like Tate 
or something. And for some reason, he just has this really weird, like, mannerisms that he does. Oh, I'm so glad I found it after, like, an hour of searching. Is he, like, an actor, do you know? No, he's just, like, their head, uh, their head, like, chicken guy or something. And, of course, his name's Tate. Just kind of goes head, with, the, with the name. Their head chicken guy? Yeah, like, he, he, he was in oh, charge. Oh, like, he's of actually an employee? Yeah, he's a real employee. And there's a bunch of other commercials with him. Uh, there were people like leaving him voicemails on his phone about like their opinion of the new chicken that he just rolled out. It was some kind of seasoned chicken. And uh, there was one guy who left a voicemail. He's like, you're probably never going to listen to this, but your chicken's not that great. So then he called him back and he was like, I did listen to your message. Give me your address. We're going to send you free chicken right now. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So that that was the highlight of my week. So I guess you could say it's been a very uneventful week. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm glad you found that commercial, though. That sounds That sounds good. Yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a little flash from the past. Um, so I have no poll results really to go over because last week we took off in uh, honor of Labor Day, uh, but we do have some reviews. Are you ready? I'm ready, Steve. All right. So we had one from a man or woman who calls himself CD Speed. Gave us five stars. Very very grateful. Mm -hmm. And the review reads: I always ask myself this same question. Dot 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 dot. That's all we got. The title of his review is Good Question. Correct. Yes. That's what it was called. So there's not too much to go on here, right? Nothing at all, really. I mean, we don't really have a name besides CD Speed and no no real background information or any hints in the wording or phrasing that might give us an idea of where they're from or what they do. So um, I, I do have some thoughts, though. Sure. So um, we recently did an episode on Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Sonic vs. Tracer. Yeah. Yes. Now, his, his name, his username is CD Speed. Now, there was a okay. there's an older Sonic game called Sonic CD. Oh, all right. And Sonic likes to go fast, a.k.a. speed. Yes, that's true. So I think it's possible that Sonic the Hedgehog himself heard our podcast, like probably heard there was a podcast about him. He saw the Sonic vs. Tracer episode. He listened to it. And he's like, oh, they did a pretty good job. I want to leave him a review. He doesn't want to leave it under the name Sonic the Hedgehog because he'll bring too much attention to himself. Yeah. So he made the name CD Speed. Sonic CD, his favorite Sonic game, and uh, the word speed, which he likes. And you also have to think, if Sonic is very fast, he really doesn't have time to sit down and read a really, really lengthy exactly. review. Exactly. He would have written that very quickly, just on there the move. Boom. I always ask myself the same question, dot, dot, dot. And then he's off. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Thank you. Yeah, so that's from CD Speed. So thank you very much, CD Speed, for leaving us that review. We also have another one from uh, – do you want to take charge in this one? Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. All right, all right go ahead. So this, this review is entitled, So Cool – sunglass emoji his username is sunglass emoji servitor winky face emoji i think with a tongue coming out yeah yeah winking and tongue i never yeah. saw, okay yeah. and it reads i've been listening for so long bro i love the r2d2 and wally make more podcasts love heart emoji you in parentheses not that gay way be more violent Angry face, fire emoji, fire emoji, devil emoji, devil emoji. Go to the darkest place on earth, earth emoji. Fire, 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 fire. Signed, Adam, a.k.a. Servitor from San Antonio. Man, great review. A lot of emojis. I think that's the first one we've ever gotten that has emojis in it. I think that's right. First yeah, really and speaking. best used of emoji. 
Oh, absolutely. So what are we what are we thinking here? I mean, Servitor from San Antonio, all these emojis, fire, yeah. wants us to be dark. I've got some things for this one. All right, go ahead. He left me a lot of clues. <laughs> so, Servitor. People may recognize that. It's a it's a I don't know to say character or it's like a it's a what's the word? Uh thing from the video game um Destiny. That- Destiny, right. So apparently there's also something called Servitor in Warhammer 40k, but I'm going to go with Destiny being a little more popular. And it's a, it's like a robot little thing. It's a, it's from, it's a fallen, which are like kind of like bad guys that like fight against you usually. Okay. And it's this little robot that floats around and like does stuff. So if it, I think it is possible he could be a Servitor from Destiny or a Destiny employee. You think so? Because he signs it Adam, right? From San Antonio. Yeah. There are no less than 26 Adams credited in the development of the game Destiny. Maybe he's Adam Lawson, the cinematic artist. Maybe he's Adam Williams, Adam Brown, the engineer. Adam Johnson, testing. Adam Chavez, visual design. I, there's really no way to know, right? No, exactly. I mean, they unless one of those, you know, maybe think of maybe they like emojis. Maybe their job description involves emojis. Oh, but, like I mean, a visual he, person, like one of the visual not, guys. There's actually a saying. there's a visual design tester, Adam Chavez. It could be it him. Might be Adam, it might be Adam Chavez, exactly. Oh, good thinking, Steve. Thanks for your help on that one. Hey, thanks for uh, doing the research and figuring out those people who worked on Destiny named Adam. It was really easy. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Servitor, if you're Adam and work for Bungie, hit me up with some Destiny 2 stuff. Yeah, send it our way. <laughs> uh, if, we will totally take free stuff. We're totally all right with that. And if you're not, you could still send us some stuff. Yeah, sure. I mean, whatever yeah. you have. Yeah, whatever you got. We'll take it. Bags of chips. I don't know, an old GameCube controller. Whatever you got available. All right, so Adam, thank you. Thank you so much for leaving us that review. We really, really appreciate that. And remember, for new fans of the show or continuing fans that haven't left us a review, leave us a review on iTunes or Podbean, and we will give you a fictional background and let us know how we did. Were we close? Were we far? Were you really Servitor who worked on Destiny 2? Let us know. We want to know. Is Sonic the Hedgehog a real living character? I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Animal? I guess animal. Yeah. I mean, hedgehogs are real. Can they wear shoes? I'm sure. You could put shoes on a hedgehog, no problem. Exactly. Do Could hedgehogs use a phone or some kind of electronic device? Possibly. Mm, unclear, but maybe. Exactly. So it's plausible. It's plausible. All right, Chris, ready to get started? Let's do it. All right. If you have any ideas for any future, future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. You can also subscribe and leave us a ratings on iTunes or our, through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what's going on today? What are we talking about? Today we're talking about Miss America. We are talking about Miss America, the pageant that keeps on going. That's true. Yeah, Miss America uh, started in 1923, I saw online. And uh, we kind of have a a local connection with Miss America. We do. Being uh, residents of South Jersey, we are very close to Atlantic City, where the uh, Miss America contest has been held. Not every year, though, right? They, yeah, they took it to Las Vegas for a couple years, 
and then they brought it but back. It's, it's back in AC now. It's back in AC now. It's been back the past couple years, um, but it's back to where it started. Have you ever uh, been to AC during the time of the I have uh, been to pageant? the Miss America Parade, which I think is the day or two days before. Yeah, it's called the uh, Show Your Shoes Parade. Right. I believe. I think you're right. And they, they, they drive down the boardwalk, and they, they throw a sh- their foot up in the air, with which is decorated with all these different items from their uh their local state and whatnot i've never i've never been to see that parade i've never been to the pageant don't have any plans on it um yeah (laughs) but uh did you do you know how miss america actually got started i found this to be very very interesting um it probably started over like a couple guys arguing over like which one of their like wives was better i don't know that's just my guess it, it, it's, a, it's a good guess considering Atlantic City, but no, uh, that's that's not it at all. Uh, what happened was Atlantic City wanted to keep people in the city after Labor Day because Labor Day is pretty much the unofficial end of the summer season, especially down here in South Jersey after Labor Day pretty much gets quiet, shuts down, not much is happening. So uh, in order to get people to come back, Atlantic City started this thing called the Fall Frolic, which was pretty much a chair parade of girls on the boardwalk and people would come and check it out and then it adopted and changed into miss america so it started out as just a parade it was like a it was a parade of women in chairs and these chairs would like roll around and the women would be in the in the parade and they would vote on who they thought was the most beautiful it was like the most beautiful bathing girl in america okay so there was initially an idea of like who's prettier Exactly. Okay. I thought it maybe just started off good natured of like, hey, let's have a cool parade with people in the boardwalk. Yeah. Nope. Had no, we need to judge them to and rate that. them against each other. Yeah, that's 1920s for you. So uh, I thought that's kind of interesting. It was pretty much a way to keep people in the the city after Labor Day because most people go home and don't come back until Memorial Day. But it's like, hey, it's the week after Labor Day. Why don't you come on back? We'll have this little pageant and get people excited. So that's how Miss America got founded. I thought that was pretty cool. Good thinking, 1930s Atlantic City mayor. Yeah, it's uh, unfor- I mean, I'm not a big fan of beauty pageants. I think they're pretty dumb. Um, well, this is a, a scholarship. Um, it's a scholarship program pageant. What what is the line of, for Miss Congeniality? Do you remember? I forget. Whatever. I don't remember what it is. But I was. Did you ever watch the John Oliver about Miss America? Hmm. I don't remember it if I did. So it's from a couple years ago. I'll put the link in our show notes also. So on last week tonight, John Oliver did a huge investigation report on Miss America. And it was pretty much saying how they really fudged their numbers about how much scholarships are actually being uh, given out to all the contestants. Like Miss America says that $45 million are being provided uh, to the, to the, you know, the contestants or whatnot, but after doing research, he could only find like $500,000 really being given out. And what they do is they take, um, rewards or prizes that they might not accept and count that towards their scholarship. So like, for example, if like five of the contestants are offered a full ride to a college, Miss America would count the price of that full ride times five for those five contestants towards their contribution oh yeah so they're so they're really fudging their numbers to make it seem like they're giving out more money than they really are but uh it's a really interesting uh analysis and i'll make sure we have a um 
I'll link to that in our show notes if you want to check it out. But we're doing something a little different. We're doing a Miss America contest, but we're picking two fictional people and having them go against each other. So who do you got, Chris? I am choosing Becca Mitchell from the Pitch Perfect motion picture. Big fan of that. Big as well as Pitch Perfect Big 2. And there's a third one, I believe, coming out this winter. There is, but I haven't seen that one, so I can't really make any uh, arguments from that's, that one. That's, that's, that, that's fair. That's fair. And I am taking uh, Dorothy Gale from the 1939 film The Wizard of Oz. Interesting decision. That's right. So, Chris, we do have some parameters, though, for our contest, right? We're trying to stick with the official Miss America rules. Sure. I don't know them. Can you tell them to me? Sure. So the official rules for Miss America is that you have to be an American-born citizen between the ages of 17 and 24. That's pretty much the, the big one. Now, there's also some other interesting rules that I did not know, and I think they're pretty stupid. For example, you cannot be married to be considered Miss America. Hmm. Um, you cannot be pregnant to be Miss America. You cannot be a mother to be Miss America, and you cannot be an adopted mother to be Miss America. That doesn't sound very American to me, Steve. I know, but you can be divorced. You are allowed to be divorced. They as long as you didn't have any kids. As long as you didn't have any kids. What exactly. if you had no. kids that died? That's a really good question. I don't know. Are we going to see a contestant who goes crazy and like gets a divorce? And... <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I feel like they're asking for trouble there. That's pretty dark. I think you're the one asking for trouble there. I'm just saying someone might be like, oh, if I could, I could try to get Miss America if only it weren't for my children. That sounds like a really cool horror movie. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. <laughs> oh, that's no, that's that's messed up. I never knew that those rules. That um, uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, I feel like that doesn't really represent America, but I know it's kind of it's kind of a shame. It kind of represents American pageants, though. That's a good point. You're right. Yeah. Now there's another rule that is not in place anymore, and you'll see why after a second once I read it. Uh, they got rid of it in 1940. Okay. And the rule was, and I quote, contestants must be of good health and of the white race. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. You can probably see why they got rid of that. Yes, I can. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised it took till 1940. Like, I, I would have assumed it would have been later. That That's a good point. Yeah. Because America was it, still pretty racist then. Yeah. I mean, I, if it was like during the 60s, I could have kind of seen that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. And uh, apparently to satisfy this requirement, Miss America hopefuls were required to trace their ancestry back through as many generations as they could in order to prove that they've met that requirement. Oh, that's stupid. So, yeah, so sad. But actually, doing doing the research here, I believe that both of our characters fit the qualifications of Born America. Mm -hmm. They are both between the ages of 17 and 24. Yeah, those are the only ones I knew about. Yeah, well, I didn't know that until I was researching this morning. But also, they're both unmarried, mm -hmm. and they both have not had children. So we actually kind of unknowingly fit the qualifications pretty well. All right, so this will be a legal competition. This is a legal competition of who would win Miss America. You want to give a little background about Becca Mitchell? Sure thing. Becca Mitchell's the uh, the star of the movie Pitch Perfect, which uh, – uh, where's my summary? Basically um, – it's her, it's her freshman year in college. She wants to be. Uh, she wants to get in the music producing business, but she can't just jump right into that. She wants to go to California, I think. But her dad's like, 
go to school first and like learn some stuff or whatever. She joins uh, an acapella group, an uh, all-girl acapella group. They're, uh, they have a history of doing well, but they're kind of dated. They sing the same songs they always sang. and They got to change it up. Yeah, they got to change it up. So she's like the hip new person who's going to help them change it up. Injecting that fresh blood. Exactly, exactly. And um, there's a couple singing competitions in the movie. I won't ruin the ending, but let's just say... It has a happy ending. <laughs> um, that's all you really need to know for now, I think. Yeah. That, I mean, I feel like most people are kind of familiar with the film, but yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. A little bit about uh, Dorothy Gale. She's the main character from the Wizard of Oz uh, book series. There's like an extremely large amount of these books. Like there's like the Land of Oz, the Wizard of Oz, uh, all these different. The Wiz different stories yeah the whiz and um so the one i'm picking is the one that was played by judy garland in the 1939 film the wizard of oz did you know that the wizard of oz from 1939 is a remake no there was a wizard of oz movie in 1925 uh pretty pretty similar i mean you got the scarecrow and everything along those lines and the the tin man the cowardly lion the wizard uh but yeah, that, the 1939 one that everybody remembers is actually a remake of the one from 1925. So rem- remakes can be better than the original, I guess you can uh, you can argue. I guess so. I never saw the original, though. You know, I don't me, know. Yeah, me neither. But uh, she is an orphan uh, who lives with her Aunt M. And uh, in the books, it's Uncle Henry. I forget if that's what it is in the in the film as well. Um. But uh, pretty much everyone knows the story. She's from Kansas. Uh, a tornado comes and picks up her house. And she ends up in this mystical land of Oz where she meets the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, and the Cowardly Lion. Not in that order. Uh, and they pretty much have to travel to the land of Oz, the the city capital, whatever you want to call it. Meet the wizard and find their way back home. Classic story. One of probably the greatest American films out there. Um, and along the way, it's a nice little musical, kind of like yours as well. And uh, they get into some hijinks. And uh, she has to deal with the munchkins. And uh, beat the Wicked Witch of the West. So, I mean, like I said, everybody's probably familiar with Dorothy. But uh, that's who I'm picking. All right. Let's see how this goes. So, um, how are we doing this? What What's Miss America start off with? I don't know what Miss America starts off with. But we're definitely – so what we're going to argue is we're going to argue various um, components of the Miss America pageant. We're going to argue uh, their talent. We're going to argue what their cause is, and then we're also going to have a brief – what's that, like question and answer session, I guess you could say? Oh, right. Yeah, whatever they call that, yeah. Yeah, whatever you call that. Uh, we're not going to do a swimsuit competition because it's stupid and degrading. So well, I think they skip. got rid of that. Did they? I think so. Okay, good, as they should have. I see I don't know enough about the Miss America pageant to know what exactly they're, they're still up to. It would be really so, weird to do a swimsuit competition also. In a, but, like a podcast isn't a great format for that yeah you're no you're absolutely right We'd, and we would, would be like describing our people in a in a bathing yeah. suit it would be very it would be just not be good yeah i don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> all right do you want to do uh, becca mitchell and her talent all right i'll, I'll start off with my talent so um becca you're probably thinking oh she sings a lot in the movie she's gonna just sing blah 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 boring right well, you're partially right. She's going to sing, but she's also going to show off another one of her talents, which is her music 
mixing and uh, creation. So okay. I'm thinking she maybe has an original song, maybe mixes it with some existing song, and she'll do like kind of a live like DJ mix while she sings. It'd be a very like modern take on on like the singing co- talent, which is like a lot of Miss Americas will sing. Okay, but she she'd kind of kick it up a notch, you know, a twist is on she, it. Now, is she going to do this completely freestyle, or is she going to have practice her act? Oh no, this would not be. Yeah, this this would not be freestyle. This would be a okay. planned, a planned. This would, this would be, this would be a planned. Yes. Okay, all right. So, is she using uh, so popular songs from today? Is she going to be behind like a DJ uh, stand? Because that can kind of block. No one's going to be able to see her if she's just standing. Well, there, it'll be like a know? like a waist high table with like some turnstile, whatever the modern. I don't know. She's like pretty computer savvy. I don't know what she's using to mix. Okay. I don't know if it's all digital. Maybe she'll do a. Maybe it'll be a pre-made mix, and she and she just sings with it. Okay. I think it'd be cool to if she did it there. Like that'd be like a live DJ. I think that'd be a fun a fun talent. I think that'd be pretty cool. I, I think I, I think I see some problems here with her just standing though, like at a, at a computer. Like when she's singing, she's not really going to get into it. She's not going to be uh, active. She's not going to be moving. Uh, and I, I feel like if well, you're she, singing, she's not going to be like dancing around the stage, but she's going to be like one hand is going to be probably like on her headphones, and then the other hand maybe holding a microphone, and she sings, and then she like hits something on the mixing board and switches something up and sings some more. You could make okay. that work. Okay, I know. I, I absolutely believe that she can make it work. I just feel like if she's staying in one place, it might kind of be boring. So you, you have a lot of issues with singers that don't move around while singing. I, I feel like they should be active. You want to, you want to, you want to see something. You want to see them getting up moving because if you see them getting up moving i feel like more likely you want you're going to have that energy as well especially if you're trying to bring if you're trying to bring an entire stadium to their feet and get them all energized she's got hot beats for that how how does hot beats go um i don't know (laughs) that's fine you were trying to get me to embarrass myself and (laughs) i i don't think i'm i'm not ready for that Oh, that's fine. I also Maybe didn't. Have... I thought it might sound bad in the microphone too. Like it might be really loud, and people good listening excuse. will be like, "Ow, my ears." Good excuse. That's a good excuse. <laughs> so for well, Dorothy Gale, I'm, I'm. Did you have something else you want to add? I was going to say, well, let's let's hear about your talent. All right. So so Dorothy, as we all know, she sings numerous times in the film. So I'm going to rely on her ability to sing. However, I'm also going to include her dog Toto in the act as well. She will be singing, and while she is singing, Toto will be choreographed to the music, and he'll be walking around, going up on his hind legs, running, uh, you know, sitting down, rolling over, doing all these fun things that are going to pair up well with her singing. And A, her singing so beautiful that the audience is going to be so excited to see that. B, you're going to have Toto there, which is going to be so cute, and everybody's going to be love seeing Toto. And her Toto's partnership with Dorothy is going to be phenomenal. And C, you have Dorothy and Toto having that energy moving around the stage and having people get excited as well. So it's like a it's like a choreographed dance with Toto while she sings. Correct. Are you sure that Toto can be trained to do that? Yeah, why not? Toto was trained in the movie to do everything that Toto needed to do. Isn't that just like sit in a basket? Oh, he moved around plenty of times. All right, if you say so. Yeah. I remember a but, lot uh, of basket sitting. <laughs> well, just because he doesn't do it in the movie doesn't mean that he actually can't do it in real life because there are tons of things that dogs can do that you just don't see Toto do. You could see him play dead, roll around, uh, chase his tail, go up on his hind legs, do downward dog, all these things that are going to make the audience's heart throb and 
really get the audience into it. All right, if you say so. That's what I'm saying. So what are we thinking here for their um, causes? I mean, the causes are very important for Miss America. Oh, they are. That's a good point. They will have a cause. Yeah. So what would Becca Mitchell's cause be? Maybe um, maybe like providing um, like musical instruments to like um, people who need them. Maybe okay. in, in other countries or something. Do you think she would do that? Um, well, she music is the important part of her life. I agree with that, but I feel like she wouldn't do that. What do you, What do you mean? She just like would be like screw them. Uh, well, she she's like a she's a spoiled brat, and she's feel, not a spoiled brat. She's such a spoiled brat. She has a free ride to college because her dad works there, and she's so ungrateful about it. She's like, I don't want to go here. And she was just trying like, to follow her dreams, though. Yeah, but but when if if someone was giving me a full ride to college, I'd be like, all right, I get it. I'm going to do this, and then I'll be able to pursue my dreams, or even maybe have a new dream once I come out of college. Well, that's what but she eventually like matures and decides to do. Right, but if, if if she sticks with her old ways, I mean, I feel like she's not going to care about anybody else. She was very self-centered at the beginning of that movie, and if she was to follow her original plans – she wouldn't i don't think she would care about other people i mean when uh, when the the bellas were trying to talk to her or the other guys that worked in like the radio station with her she didn't care she was just like leave me alone i want to do my thing i don't want to talk to you i just kind of want to be here do what i got to do to get out of here all right i mean that seems a little harsh i mean, she's generally a good person i don't are you saying she would just be on miss america and they'd be like what's your charity and she'd be like eh, it's myself I could see her doing that. If we're talking about if we're talking about Becca Mitchell from the beginning of Pitch Perfect. Well, you know what? I'm saying it's the musical instrument for the needy charity and people can vote based on what they think. What what's the name of her her cause? Do you, does she have like a nice slogan, a nice a nice uh... Um Yeah, she does. It's uh um violins for Africa. Does she play the violin? <laughs> no, they just thought it sounded cool. They they don't they give more than just violins, but Africa it needs a lot of violins. There's not many violins in Africa. So just because there's no violins in Africa, that means that they need violins. Uh, well, like yeah, like the, imagine if the best violinist in the world is in Africa right now, but just doesn't have access to a violin. That's a good argument. How sad would All that right. be? All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I just wanted right. they do get, donate other instruments too. Like I mean, they have drums and guitars and flutes and all that but just the the violin thing it, it makes for like a good logo it's like a picture don't of a violin on top of africa <laughs> don't you think that'll be a little misleading when a box shows up and it says violins for africa and they open it and there's like a saxophone and some drums and a flute and a clarinet with a trombone and no violin well i mean it depends if they asked for a violin they're, okay, they're so, like hey so we need a saxophone and drums and whatever so if so if, if somebody wants a saxophone, they uh -huh. have to go to the violin charity to get a saxophone. Well, it just has that in the name. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's fine. I see I see I see what you got there. All right. I mean, do you think when people get meals on wheels, they get confused <laughs> when there aren't like little banana wheels on all the food? No, I don't think so because they're they're getting food. Right, and these they are getting instruments in this case. 
Yeah, but they're not just getting violins. Right, and Meals on Wheels it, people don't just get meals with wheels. <laughs> no, but the meals come through a mo- me- method of transportation that has wheels on it. Well, now, these instruments deliver- come from a from donated musical instruments that include violins. Okay. <laughs> All right, I see what you're saying. It's for the logo, okay? Okay. It's just, so it's all for the logo. And they, they specialize someone... in violins as well. Okay. That's why they're picking the violins. Yeah, but they do other things. They do other things too. Okay. I feel like uh, we should try to make this logo happen. <laughs> if you have some spare time or if any of our listeners have spare time and want to make the Violins for Africa logo, that'd be really funny to see. <laughs> it's going to look way cooler than you're thinking, Steve. I mean, there's some talented people out there, so I'm definitely sure someone could sell it. I'm just confused that I'm just worried that people are going to be confused about a charity that's named after one thing. And well, does it's a good a thing rock. that they're one of their spokespeople is going on a large beauty competition to explain how it works. Then, and what's the slogan? Um, it's called so it says "Violence for Africa," and underneath it says, "Uh." Giving, let's see, uh, maybe like providing the world with music or something like that. I'll I'll think about it. I was thinking of violins for Africa will pull your heartstring. Oh, that's pretty good. It's a little cheesy. I know. But it also, I mean, it could work. I think so, too. I mean, it it involves the, the violin, though. That's the problem with a logo like that or a slogan like that. It's it's kind of focusing on the string of the violin and not the entirety of all the different musical instruments that could also be incorporated. Right. And if, if you saw it, you would be like, wait, are they actually going to do open heart surgery and pull my heart string? <laughs> this is true. That might be scary if the kids in Africa see that. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying most people would not think that's what it means. Just you. Oh, well, yeah, I, I definitely thought that. All right. Dorothy. You ready for this? Her cause name is going to be called There's No Place Like Home. Dorothy has had experience dealing with natural disasters. Her house was attacked by a tornado. So Dorothy is going to lead the cause for helping individuals whose homes have been destroyed or damaged due to natural disasters, not just limited to tornadoes. It could also be hurricanes, very topical in the news right now with Hurricane Harvey and Irma. And not just not just helping people rebuild their homes, but helping people who have lost homes find homes also. So it's also going to be helping homeless people find a place to live as well. So that way everybody could have some place that they could call home because there is no place like home. Oh, that's really nice, Steve. Thank you. I think uh, I think she'd do a good job with that. I think it would sell. And this is, this is the thing. I mean, everybody needs a place to live, whether it's in a house or an apartment or, you know, some people want to live in like a camper or a tent. That's totally fine. But everybody needs some kind of roof over their head in order to survive. It's a necessity in life. Not everybody wants to play music. I mean, music is a part of life. It's an art form. I totally agree with that. It affects everybody in numerous ways. But I don't think that music is as essential to living as a home or a place to live is. And that's why I believe that Dorothy's um, 
cause would definitely be seen as more, more important. So you're arguing that the- your charity is better than my charity? Yes. I feel like that's just kind of mean of you. What's wrong with with two charities? I mean, people need homes and some and music can, you know, improve people's lives too. I'm not saying that we can't have two charities. I'm saying that her that Dorothy's charity is much more important to the survival of humans and their way of life than a Violins for Africa charity. And and Violins for Africa, that's just for kids in Africa. No, they, they, that actually is a bit confusing. They give to anyone who needs it as well. This is, this is such a confusing organization. <laughs> violins for Africa gives all types of instruments, not just violins, to kids all over the world, just not Africa, except not Africa. Right, all, including Africa, but I mean, other other Africa. as well, yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that's, 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 that's so confusing. Every time she pitches and says, hey, I'm part of this organization called Violins for Africa, they're be like, oh, that's really cool. So it's- you give violins to kids in Africa? Well, we also give trombones to people in Russia. Like, it's going to be so confusing. Yeah, they're, they're actually a surprising amount of trombones to Russia. <laughs> they have a lot of are trombones. They, are, they, are they red? Or do they stick with the brass color? Well, it depends what we get donated. You know, you know they say beggars can't be choosers. This is true. Okay, yeah, that's true. So are you telling me that you're going to call up the charity Hungry for Music and you're going to be like, you guys are wasting your time. You need to put your in, your efforts into getting people in houses. And is also, or- do, do you do you guys provide edible instruments? Because I'm very confused by your name. Yeah, that hungry for music. You can't physically eat music. I mean, unless you want to eat the paper that, that the music is written on, which I suppose would provide some nourishment. But nobody's really going to be wanting to do that. Do you want to call up the Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation, which gives instruments to schools, and tell them, hey, do you only provide opuses, or can we get like a drum set? It's confusing. It's extremely confusing. <laughs> So I would say to most people, it's probably not confusing. They'll understand that it's just a music-related charity. But, hey, I get it. I just think you're, you know, you're wrong. Well, a group called Hungry for Music, I get it. That means are you interested in music? But if I read about violence for Africa, <laughs> it's too focused. Um, I mean, I'll take that into account, but I'm sticking with the name for now. That's That's totally fine. That's totally fair. And I'm sticking with There's No Place Like Home. Giving relief to those who have lost their homes, natural disasters. That, that sounds good. And the homeless. And said. the homeless as well, yes. Can I tell you something? Sure. I was uh, considering also going with possibly doing head injuries, but I decided not to go that route since she experienced a head injury uh, in oh, the film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did think of going that route, but I decided to stick with the, uh, the living situations instead. Sounds good. All right, so we did talent. We did their cause. You want to do some questions? Let's try this and see how it goes. <laughs> All right. So Chris and I have three questions each for our contestants. And we're going to answer in the way our contestants would answer, correct? That's what I'm going to do. You can do whatever you okay. want. But I, I feel like we should because we did choose that character. <laughs> so, I mean, they're going to be That's the one fine. in the competition. That's fine. I might, I might. I feel like I might have some trouble with that because she's from 1939. Yes. Um, but I'll, I'll do the best I can. Do you want to do three, uh, one side, three the other side, or do you want to bounce back and forth? Let's go back and forth. Okay. You All right, you ready ready for your first question? Yeah, yeah, hit me with it. All right. So, Becca Mitchell, describe a pizza and tell us how you are like each ingredient. All right. So, I got to think about this in terms – wait, do I have a time limit? Uh, 
nah. All right, so so there's a pizza. What is pizza? It has cheese, right? She's a bit cheesy. Some of her jokes are like in like the cheesy joke territory. I can't think of any off the top of my head, my head, but I do remember that kind of being like part of her character. Like when they say "Aka, excuse me," something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Also, I was gonna put something on there, um, like some pepperoni or something, because pepperoni's a little sassy, and she's a little sassy. You know, she's she she fights she fights the establishment. You know. Okay. And then I was thinking I'd probably put maybe like a violin on it. Because she plays musical instruments. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding about the violin. I I just wanted to confuse you. No. um, All right. I take back what I said about the sassy pepperonis. The pepperonis are going to be arranged into a drum set for the musical uh, reference. Okay. And then we're going to put on... um, What's a a pizza ingredient that says to you, like, you know, down with the bourgeoisie? Maybe like, (laughs) like pineapple? Because people who put no. pineapple on their pizza are probably crazy and like. <laughs> you mean the bourgeoisie, the bourgeoisie, like the working class? Oh wait, what's the uh, what's the opposite of that then? Like the nobles, like the upper class? Yeah, isn't that doesn't have a class, cool name? I think I think the upper class would be the people that have the pineapples on their pizza. Well, I'm just saying it's probably like crazy conspiracy theorists that that put pineapple on their pizza. So <laughs> we're gonna we lose some. I'm listeners. making fun of pineapple pizza a lot right now. Yeah, you are. So um, we have pineapple and pepperoni on this pizza. Yeah, and uh, what else? What else represents Becca? Um, uh, all right, she's a good singer, so she might put on. Uh, I can't think of any pizza toppings that have to do with singing. Can you think of any? Um olives because they are black just like the music notes creative interesting (laughs) (laughs) sure let's throw some olives on there so we got a there we go we got a pizza with cheese olives pepperoni in the shape of drums and pineapple there we go boom becca's pizza great uh here's your first question dorothy all right all right bring it on describe your perfect date my perfect date I would go outside, uh, and we would probably go for a walk uh, in our farmland, and Toto would definitely come along with us because Toto is very important to me, and I have to have the person that I'm with be a dog lover. But as we're walking around, uh, he would defend me as well in case anything happened on the farmland because the farmland is very dangerous in Kansas if the Wicked Witch of the West comes over, but like the person who portrays the Wicked Witch of the Wicked Witch of the West as the people in real life, you know what I mean? Yes. Okay. So if she came over and started trying to like hurt me, he would help stand up with me and tell her to shut up. He would wait, take wait, care what? of me. Who would tell her to shut up? He would he would tell her to shut up. He would like back me up. Like I was like, yo, the Wicked Witch of the West, leave us alone. He would be like, Yeah, leave her alone. I'd be like, all right, he's got my back. You know, he'll help me out. And uh, we go out for a nice dinner, and uh, we could hang at our house and uh, listen to the radio. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a great date. But um, that was actually incorrect. The correct answer is April 25th. Why was April 25th? It's not too hot and not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. Oh, a perfect date. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, in my perfect date, we couldn't go to the movies in 1939. I guess we could. Yeah, because that, that is a movie. 
but there's probably no big movie theater chains in like the middle of Kansas. So we wouldn't be able to really do that. Anywho. All right, Chris. Number two coming your way. All right. How would you describe a rainbow to a blind man? Um, I would probably just start playing my violin. Okay. And I'd be like, hear how all these sounds blend together, but also like look pretty separately. That's what a rainbow is. All right. That's pretty I hear good, what you're right? There. That was it really doesn't really have good. to be a violin. I'm just trying to work violins into my answers because you have this weird thing about violins. But it could be I any have musical a weird instrument. Thing about violin? Yeah, oh. you're you were really focused on the violin part of my charity for some reason. That's that's because it has nothing to do with the <laughs> instruments. <laughs> anyway, I, I think you could describe a rainbow with music. That's a really good answer. Mm-hmm. And I have a musically talented person, so she could that's do perfect. it. Perfect. All right, give me, give me, give me with your best shot. All right, so I have a couple questions to choose from. Um, let's see how you handle this one. Uh, what effects do you believe technology has had on modern culture? So the modern techno, the technology that I am used to are small tractors, <laughs> um, small cars, uh, with no roofs. So if it rains, we do get wet. Uh, radios. I think that radios have been a positive addition to our culture. We are able to hear news, hear things that are going on around the world and be more of an interconnected culture. Uh, We're able to hear important um, events that are going on in the world, whether it's from the president from far away, or even if there's something locally going on, uh, like a small fair or emergency, such as fires or tornadoes, which happen a lot in Kansas. So I believe that inventions such as the radio have been very beneficial uh, I'm not a huge fan of the car. I feel that it has taken the small family connections away or like the, the sense of journey away from small families where you used to be able to get on a horse or just even just go for a walk and just kind of discover amongst your, by yourself what's out there in the world. And now you just get into this car, you're cramped with everybody, and you just kind of sit there and stare at the at the road. And it's not very intimate. You don't look at each other in the eye while you're going on your adventure. I think I think the – the car has really ruined uh, small family connections in this country. And you probably prefer to travel by flying monkey. If possible. I mean, they're great on gas and um, they, they, they really don't complain a lot. Uh, the GPS is built right in. So it really helps us out. All right. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Question number three. So do you believe that Jesus was a conservative or a liberal? Um, well, Becca is a American college student. So she doesn't seem to be very religious in the film. Um, I guess it's, it's also hard to say cause like the term, the terms for conservative and liberal have kind of like changed over, over decades. So it might be hard to say what, uh, what Jesus was at the, like, I guess you can only look at it under, under our current understanding of things. I I would think Jesus would probably be in favor of social programs to help out the poor. He seemed to like helping poor people a lot. He provided free healthcare to people. He just touched them. So I I think those would be things that would be important to him. He'd probably align closer with the liberal values of today. So that's the best I can do for that one. There we go. Just so you know, those th- the three questions I chose for you were actually three questions that have been from beauty pageants. It's not just Miss America, but 
beauty pageants in general. And I just thought that Jesus conservative or liberal one was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I wonder what people said to those questions. I wonder how I did. <sighs> they, the person wrote that they said that, um, conservative and liberal are man creations and Jesus would not like adhere to either or because he did not create the liberal or conservative. I forget what it was. It was something along those lines. Mm, sounds like a cop out answer to me. It kind of was. It was a very good way of not really pissing one side <laughs> That's, off. That actually is true. It's like a, actually a good answer in that respect. Exactly. All right. Give me your last one. All right. Please choose a theme or motif from the motion picture The Wizard of Oz and discuss. Okay. Somewhere over the rainbow. As we have established, rainbows can be seen by people who are blind. Somewhere over the rainbow essentially alludes to one's ability to travel somewhere else, to see something that they cannot see, somewhere over the rainbow. And it encourages self-discovery. It encourages travel, exploration, journey. And it is extremely important to the theme of the film as well because small little Dorothy from somewhere, nowhere, Kansas, she has to travel to a world that she's unfamiliar with, go on a journey, um, learn something new along the way, and also get back, which is also, I feel, a um, analogy of modern life, not just in America, but the world. As you go through life, you have to go somewhere over over the rainbow, somewhere that you're not familiar with, go on your journey, learn something new, and try to come back home eventually and spread that knowledge around to others so that way they can also go on their own journey over the rainbow and experience their own journey as well. Wow, that was a, that was a, pretty, a pretty interesting answer. Thank you. It seemed like you might have planned for that. <laughs> I honestly had no planning for that. Because I was hoping... Well, I don't know. I was, I don't know. What, what, what were you thinking? Well, I had a couple plans there. If you gave a really weird answer, I was going to read the quote from Billy Madison where the guy says, what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. But it was actually, it seemed a little bit thoughtful. So I don't know. Would, would, would you give me points or would you give me no points? No, I'd give you some points for that. Oh, thanks. Also, do you think uh, Dorothy was upset that she went through that whole journey, but she could have gotten home the whole time just by clicking her heels together? She could have I done think, that at any time. I think yes, but I think at the same time, no, because that's kind of like the whole point. The whole point is to go throughout that journey and to learn something new. Like, for example, you can go to college, right? You say you go to a, a college in a different state and – at any moment, you could just say, this isn't for me. I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to pull out. I'm going to turn around. I'm just going to go home because I don't want to be here anymore. Or you could tough it out and say, I'm going to go through this. I'm going to try to learn something new along the way, make new friends just like Dorothy does, and at the end, have a meaningful journey and eventually return home and kind of like I said with the over the rainbow analogy, spread your knowledge to other people and have them do that same journey themselves. I have a bonus question for you, Dorothy. Sure, go ahead. Do you consider yourself having committed two murders or just one? Uh, I'm going to say that houses kill people. Uh, people the using house, houses you don't kill people. Them, uh, the tornado dropped on her. 
so that would be one. I I, I want to also put on the record that I also committed theft because I stole her shoes. I was gonna bring that up. I was actually gonna say, what what were you wearing during your talent, your singing dancing <laughs> talent? Were you wearing those stolen shoes? Yes. Well, they were also given to me by her sister, technically. So uh, we didn't see the will. We don't know who w- was like you know supposed to get those. Well, I believe that they were willed to Gloria the Good Witch, and she was given she she gave them to me because if they were willed, I mean, there's there's some kind of law in the Wizard of Oz world that they would have been given to the Wicked Witch of the West if they were rightfully hers. And when she tried taking them, they shocked her. Remember that? That's true. You're right. So those the shoes willfully probably didn't belong to her. Belonged to Gloria. She gave them to me. Nothing I can do about that. Okay, so you're off the hook for for theft and just you got one murder. Okay. The second murder. Yeah. Yes. Well, you're you're saying the house doesn't count as a murder. Yeah, yeah, the house doesn't count as so a murder. So you ju- you just have one. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh so somebody was on fire and I threw a bucket of water on her because she was on fire. I was trying to do the rightful duty of helping out another human being. Uh she didn't have a shirt on that says I'm allergic to water. I had no That's idea. That's why how did she avoid water her whole entire life? That's what I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Can she drink water? Does that melt her insides? I mean, the human body is like 80% water. There's water in the air. If it's really humid in Oz, is she just going to melt? I, I don't always, know. That always bothered me. Yeah. I never liked that. Some major continuity errors there. So I was trying to help someone in need who was on fire. And, uh, you know, that's like that's like giving peanut butter to somebody who's starving, and then it turns out they have a peanut allergy. All right, I didn't I'll, know that. I'll knock it down to manslaughter then for you. All right, that's fair. All right, you're still the only felon competing in this uh, beauty pageant, though. So just so you know. Yeah, I don't know uh, the rules of the Miss America pageant about people having convicted felonies or background uh, <laughs> along those lines. They don't I mind that as long as you don't have any kids. As long as you don't have any kids or married, you, yeah. you can be Miss America. Yeah, and no chubby ones either. But that goes without saying. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if that's a real rule. Uh, I don't. I hope there's not a weight rule. That'd be so bad. <laughs> they they have to. Oh God, I was trying to find it online. There is like a um, here becoming a cast contestant on the Miss America website. I'm from here right now. All right, so all right, so uh, you meet character criteria as set forth by the Miss America organization, but I, we don't know what that character criteria is. It also says being reasonably good health to meet the job requirements. We don't know what that means. Hmm. That's all it says. Sounds like they left it maybe purposely ambiguous so they could exclude people if they want to. I think so. Like, seriously, though. I mean, there's probably something in there about weight, which is awful, or something about, I don't know, other characteristics, which is awful. It says, contact your state organization and get started today. Maybe I'll contact it and say, Dorothy Gale, I'll call Kansas. I won't call Jersey. I'll call Good thinking. Yep. Yeah, that way we're covering our tracks there and uh, tell them that we're interested. Maybe they can try to get us in by the competition tonight. I'd be surprised, but it's it's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. Maybe we can find something wrong with the previous Miss Kansas, get her kicked out, and then by some loophole, Dorothy's the only alternate and she's able to come in. Perfect. I love it. That's great. All right. Anything else you want to add, Chris, before we start wrapping up? I just wanted to give like um, kind of my overall strategy that I, I wasn't – bringing it up at the time i was going to make i was going to say right now so i i was trying to contrast my character becca as kind of like the more the more modern miss america against dorothy who may be the who may have been great in the in the 40s but in a modern miss america pageant i think she's just 
going to be left behind. Like, like Becca is a very, you know, an, an independent woman. She has, she has a lot of skills and I think she has some, some cool new stuff that would be exciting for, for both young and old people. And I think Dorothy's just a little dated for, for, for this type of pageant. And All right. That's what I was trying to show with my, with my questions. And Okay. Uh, I'd like to add that though Dorothy is dated when compared to a contemporary version of the contest, she is more of an original than a dated version. She comes from the heartland of America. Her family were, her family's farmers. Um, she's a hard worker and um, she truly personifies what the American dream is all about. Okay. We'll leave this one up to the listeners to decide then. Absolutely. So uh, remember that there will be a Twitter poll where you can vote for who you think would win Miss America. Dorothy Gale going up against Becca Mitchell from Pitch Perfect. And uh, I'm curious to see what the listeners think of this episode. Yeah, and if you're interested in donating a violin or any other musical instrument to Africa or any other country in need of musical instruments, um, hit me up on Twitter. We'll uh, work it out. And if you're interested in creating the Violins for Africa logo or the There's No Place Like Home logo, please feel free and tweet at us, Facebook, Instagram, and we will definitely share them out and give you a shout-out. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, I might take a shot at it, so I'll see how, I'll see how it works. Hey, there we go. We can compare yours with our listeners. I love it. Perfect. Great. All right. Um, anything else you want to add? Are you ready to head out? I'm, I'm good to go. I think, uh, I think this was a good one. I liked it, too. All right, so fans, please remember to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Last Sunday was the Miss America pageant, and through it all, the swimsuits, the dance numbers, the inexplicable ventriloquism, it was, <laughs> it was very difficult not to think, how the f*** is this still happening? The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.